Welcome to Can You Vibrate Now? Hosted by Mark and Michelle Hedges. Michelle is a medium, energy specialist, and visionary for Philip. Mark is a knower and finder of truth. Together, they have formed 12th Light University, a website devoted to healing the avatar. Let's talk about energy. Let's talk about healing. Enjoy the show. Hey guys, this is Michelle coming to you live from my tan lazy boy recliner. And I am not alone today. There's a cat sitting in the office chair. And there's a Mark sitting in the other office chair. He's waving because he can't see. Because she's doing her thing. <clears throat> so today we were going to talk about, because Mark has some really great thoughts on this subject, on why it's not your fault that you hate yourself. <clears throat> well, here's the thing. When we started digging deep inside to look at ourselves and why our lives weren't working the way we wanted them to, and that was back in 2008 for her and the beginning of 2010 for me, <clears throat> We started to realize, now, mind you, I was autistic then, so there was a there was a lot of stuff I had yet to uncover because I had alexithymia. We'll say alexithymic, not autistic in this case. <clears throat> and one of the authors that we started to read, and Michelle actually started to read her a whole year and a half before I did, was Louise Hay, H-A-Y. And uh, some of you might know, she wrote a book called You Can Heal Your Life. And the book goes through all the issues that everybody has, but mainly just the basic ones, only because those are really the all the issues that everybody has. And one of the basic issues was you don't like yourself enough. <clears throat> and, or love yourself enough is another, I think it's kind of the same, truthfully. <clears throat> I mean, uh, loving might be more action-oriented stuff, and liking yourself might just be, ooh, that's really cool about me. You know what I mean? Uh, <clears throat> and so, uh, she started reading that, and as she said in her most recent uh, uh, blog post, uh, nobody ever really said, oh, this is not your fault. Right. They would, and they would, they would, I should say, they would never belabor the point and really get it across to you that it wasn't your fault that you didn't like yourself. All right? They'd say that, but... There was never any real... It, it, you never got the really strong feeling that they meant it. And <clears throat> so Michelle and I were talking about this whole thing of not liking yourself. And her blog post was about why we might not like ourselves. So if you haven't read it, just a quick review. <clears throat> She's saying that because of our astrology... We come into this life with lots of different beliefs and circumstances and you might say spiritual genetics, but, you know, interestingly enough, uh, <clears throat> you come in with some physical genetics. Uh, fear can be transmitted by genetics. Sounds crazy, I know, but I found quite a few scientific papers on it. And I imagine other stuff can be too, they just haven't yet studied it. But... Uh, Think about all that stuff you come in that makes your life difficult. And you don't know it until you get older. <clears throat> but Michelle was pointing out that because of the astrology, because of our each, each of us have an individual uh, natal chart that really uh, 
pinpoints areas in our lives that are working or not working or will work or won't work or whatever. And when you come in with all that stuff, uh, you don't know it's there until you wake up to discover it. Now, I'll talk about that in just a minute. <clears throat> but Michelle pointed out that because our astrology set us up, so to speak, not necessarily in the negative sense, but in the sense of having to work on things through life. Well, it can be negative. <clears throat> well, it can. Yeah, I see what you're saying. The, the consequences of it can be Because negative. the other day you said um, it seems like some people are unfairly in a natal chart. And Philip said that is correct. Okay, okay. Well, I forgot I said that. But it would make sense. I think uh, some people have incredibly difficult charts. Uh, and so they get born under all these different signs and planets and this kind of stuff that makes their life incredibly difficult. But they're supposed to work through it, you know. And... <clears throat> So here you have all of these things that kind of all work together to make you feel horrible about yourself. And what are you supposed to do? You know, you don't know that they're there unless you consult an astrologer or unless you start going inside and figuring, oh, well, I don't like this about me. How do I change it? Because that's what Michelle and I did. Yeah. We didn't... <clears throat> We didn't consult an astrologer or... or, or, or I didn't even know astrology was part of this game. Uh, right. Well, and that's the name of her uh, blog post is Astrology is the Game. Yeah. That's <clears throat> and, one of the blog posts. Right. Exactly. And so uh, <clears throat> you you have your life planned out by your natal chart. Now, I know that sounds crazy, but let's talk about this for a minute <clears throat> because it goes right into the whole subject of not liking yourself. So you came in with all these sets of beliefs and these, and, and you gained traumas throughout your life and uh, you got programmed by, emotionally programmed by society and by your family and friends and everything else, right, to not like yourself. And almost, I imagine everyone does not like themselves On to one level. extent yeah. to another, okay? No matter who they are. And so... <clears throat> Because we have all of these things, because we have our natal chart that has put together our lives, so to speak, right before we're born, <clears throat> how do you fix that? Okay, now, Michelle and I, have, Michelle has just gotten into the astrology. Yeah. Now, if you know anything about me and Michelle by watching our, our introduction videos uh, on the website, You'll learn that the, we were the last people to think we'd be doing this. Yes. <clears throat> we were both preacher's kids. <clears throat> yep. I was Southern Baptist and Mark was Pentecostal. Yeah. I mean, this stuff is all illegal. <laughs> yeah. Astrology is illegal in both. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, talking to spirits in Pentecostalism isn't quite so frowned upon as it would be among the Baptists. Yeah. <clears throat> right? And so, uh, and I have other friends who are Catholic and, and that kind of stuff, and they... You know, they frown upon talking to spirits of the dead and this type of stuff, too. <clears throat> and so, uh, over the years, from mid-2008 for her, early 2010 for me, we had to change how we thought and felt about things. Right, but we didn't have the technology that, that there is now. So, I mean, I started by writing affirmations. Right, and she that wrote was... pages and pages and pages and pages and pages... There was a, I, I'm sure she wrote at least, well, you know, you wrote a lot more than a thousand pages. Holy crap. 
because each one of those inch things, inch packages of paper is a hundred. Mm. <clears throat> and so, yeah, he wrote well over it. Probably 1,500 to 2,000 pages of affirmations, front and, I, and back. I wouldn't have done it if I didn't feel a difference. <clears throat> I didn't realize I was moving my energy at that point. But it wasn't a, it wasn't a huge difference, but it was enough for me to go, well, this <clears throat> feels better. My shoulder feels better now than it did, even though I still can't move it. <laughs> right. <clears throat> well, she's so sensitive. She feels the energy. She feels vibes from people, uh, <clears throat> even when they're very far away. <clears throat> you know, and uh, the and what's interesting is we both, well, her especially because she was having so much physical pain and she was so sensitive to it. Tried all kinds of the Western medicine route, didn't work. You know, she went to Cairo's, that didn't fix it. Uh, she went to uh, a holistic doctor. I went to a Chinese doctor. <clears throat> you did? Yeah, you even did acupuncture and stuff. Yeah, I did all kinds of things. <clears throat> and none of that stuff worked for her. Well, what we came to find out through medical medium was it was viruses. Yeah. And so she started treating her issues as if they were viral, but then they were also energetic, and this kind of thing. And what mm -hmm. I learned eventually is that even the viruses are from beliefs and thoughts. <clears throat> not well, my fault. No, again, but not your fault. That's just what I walked into when I came into this dimension. Right, right. Well, your, your walk-on part was harder than you thought it was going to be. Yeah, holy cow. I mean, somebody gave you... Well, you know what? You didn't even get a script. Nobody gets a script before. Well, that's you. what the astrology chart is. Your natal birth chart is the script. Yeah, but you don't get it before you get here. Well, some people do. Yeah, but not everybody. But not everybody. And But still, I think even those people But who, I wouldn't... I don't remember that I signed well, up for see, it. See, that's for me. That's where her and I differ. Uh, to me, if I don't remember that I signed it... Signed, signed on the dotted line, I ain't responsible for it. Although, or I should say it's not my fault. <clears throat> Although, I do have to fix it anyway. It doesn't matter. I'm the one who has to live through this. Yeah. Just like she has one that, she's the one who has to live through her life. You're the one who has to live through your own life. And the whole point of us going back a little bit, and you're going to always hear us talk about this because this is fundamental. We tried so many other things. And I suspected I had a learning disability about the same time she was worried about that she was having some of her worst health issues with muscles and bones becoming dislocated and, you know, collarbones and that kind of thing. And Kyra wouldn't fix it. He went to physical therapy and that didn't fix it. Made it worse. You even got shots. It's from, because it was viral. Yeah, for Dr. Klaus. And she wanted to teach me to give you shots and I just couldn't do it. You know? Didn't you actually do it? I might have once, but I couldn't do it after Muscle relaxant <clears throat> shots. Yes. Right, none of that works. And I've done everything. <laughs> well, but see, that's the thing. You get to the end of your rope. You're yeah. climbing. You're climbing either up the rope or down the rope, and you get to the end. You're like, holy crap, where do I go now? But I didn't really have anybody to help me. I had to figure it out myself. Well, exactly, and that's where we're. That's why we're going to start talking uh, about how you when you get to the end of the rope, what do you do next? Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> now I'm going to go back a little ways. World War II. Well, 30s and 40s. <laughs> okay. I wasn't there. A little ways. <laughs> I wasn't there. Well, you know, think about it. 1941 was 80 years ago now. So December 6th, 1941, is 80 years ago. So Pearl Harbor. And 
So <clears throat> I'm going to go back 80 years. While the Nazis were in power in Germany, <clears throat> there was a unified German resistance, at least as unified as it could be. That means there were Germans who were fighting against the Nazis in Germany. You know, they were underground, that kind of thing. And so <clears throat> there was uh, a man named Dietrich Bonhoeffer, and he was a Lutheran minister, and he was an ardent anti-Nazi. And he started speaking out against the Nazis, and uh, the Nazis started keeping tabs on him. The, the Gestapo, the state police, uh, finally came to arrest him. But when he was in prison, he wrote a book called Letters from Prison. <clears throat> in that book, he talks, he was, he was trying to figure out while he was in prison how Germany had come to the point to where it was then. And he said that what had, what had happened is that people had become so closed-minded, they became stupid. Now, he defined that. He just didn't use that as, a, as an offhanded offensive label. His definition of stupid was they became so closed-minded that absolutely no reason could get through anymore. They adhered to their to their negative, damaging, self-destructive beliefs. Notice I say damaging and self-destructive beliefs because of their stupidity. And I'm doing air quotes around stupidity because I'm going to tell you how you can change that. All right, in just a second. <clears throat> well, <clears throat> so his point was that when you become stupid like that, so close-minded that even reason, you can't even, you refuse to reason anymore, to think anymore, you become dangerous. Now, not just dangerous to other people, but let's, let's be honest, okay? Let's be, yeah, I'll say it. Let's be autistic about this, okay? It's morbidly self-centered. <clears throat> you become dangerous to yourself. Stupidity more, ultimately is dangerous to yourself. It can be dangerous to other people too, but ultimately, if you become dangerous to other people, you wind up becoming dangerous to you. All right? Now, <clears throat> if you're dangerous to yourself, that means you're going to wind up being self-destructive because that's where it leads, right? That's why I said stupidity is, destruct is, is dangerous and self-destructive. All right. Here is what Dietrich Bonhoeffer said I think I have this right, to counteract that <clears throat> in yourself, not others, in yourself. <clears throat> you have to stop and start using this mode of thinking. Where can I learn something more? Because that reopens your mind and your heart and your soul to answers that up to that point had been blocked off to you. And that's what Michelle and I had to do. We weren't so closed off. Thankfully, we weren't so closed off that we couldn't reopen our minds. You probably heard the statement, a closed mind is not open for business. It's true. It's a, it sounds cliche, but, I, but if you stop and think about, about it past the cliche, a closed mind is not open for business. A closed mind is not open. So, 
what you're going to have to do is if you're at a point where you're stuck in your life, you're going to have to go, where can I learn more? What do I need to do to learn? And that means you're going to have to open the door to your mind, your heart, your soul, especially soul. Because that is where that soul is the connection with you, with the greater universal divine aspect of you that can give you the answers you need to heal your life. Michelle and I had to do exactly the same thing. We had to learn to listen to ourselves on the inside and operate from the answers we got. Part of the story of Buddha is that for six years he went to guru after guru after guru to learn enlightenment. And none of those gurus could teach him what enlightenment really was. After he had stopped eating and was basically a skeleton, nearly so, he was he had starved himself that much to reach enlightenment, he finally decided that he would have to go within and listen to himself. That is part of Buddhist canon. <clears throat> and so stop and think about that. Here was somebody who was looking for truth, but the only place he finally realized he could find it was inside. Now, Michelle, I guarantee you, you feel exactly that same way. Absolutely. Because she's had she had issues that no one could figure out for her. I had issues. You would have thought, as as much of a buzzword as autism is, as autism is, that I would have had teachers who would have said, you know, <clears throat> let's talk for a minute. It seems like you have all the traits of, and now I had my my mind might not have been open then. But see, sometimes you have you have to go through things to get your mind open and. It, and if you're having hard times in your life, you can be sure that in a lot of ways that is the universe or you on the other side, the divine you, trying to get you to stop and pay attention to what's going on. Go ahead. There is, that's where the astrology comes in, uh, by the way. Uh, do it. So you have... Amen. <laughs> you have... Not everyone's going to know what all this means, but let's say you have Saturn in the first house, which is the house of self. And that that means you don't like yourself for sure. Well, that it mean you know, at the at the most extreme lowest level, you hate yourself. If you start getting rid of beliefs around hating yourself, that Saturn changes how you experience your life. So getting rid of those beliefs changes how your nat native chart, your natal chart manifests. So that is, I just wanted to say that is one way to get out of a bad chart, quote, bad chart. Yeah, you and, know, you, you realize it, it, a tough chart, a difficult chart. Bad chart, maybe not necessarily because it has connotations of, you know, of it's your fault, you know, you're judging. Well, that's it. what we're talking about right now. Well, it's right, not then. your fault. Yeah. <clears throat> and so, you but know. But you can get out. Well, you know, what's interesting is all the work that I've done over the past, what would it be, 12 years here uh, in a month, is that just the other day I realized that I was protecting people. I had an obsessive uh, need to protect people. 
and uh, people that I work with, people that I didn't know, this kind of stuff. And I realized, why am I protecting people? Well, I'm trying to protect people from nasty people, from ridiculous people, from, you know. But did it occur to me? No, I'm trying to protect people from people like me. Because we all done things in our life. That means there's an area of forgiveness I haven't yet. Interesting. And <clears throat> you see, it's ongoing. It is. It's ongoing. But the the technology for for releasing yourself <clears throat> from things has come up. Yeah, to in other another words, level. it's become far more advanced. And it's so much easier to get rid of stuff. Yeah. That isn't really yours anyway. Mm-hmm. So even though Mark might feel like he's a bad person and he's trying to protect people from people like him. That doesn't mean Mark, the Mark that's in there is actually the bad person. It's, this is where the observer comes from. Seeing yourself as a, through the observer eyes, rather than thinking you are this physical body. Now the physical body is what you use. It's your it's your avatar for this reality. So if you think of it like that, I mean, you want to take care of it and stuff, but it comes with things that you aren't. Yes. Well, you know, here's a good example from my life. <clears throat> Back in 2017, I was working on beliefs because I've been doing that for about 12 years now. And uh, Michelle will be 13 and a half for her. But uh, uh, just to give you an idea of how long we've been working on it, and sure, it sounds like a long time, but when you start, you feel so good after you start for a while that you just keep going. Right. But back in 2017, one of the beliefs that came up was, I'm stupid. I'm unintelligent. Thing is, deep down inside, I knew I wasn't wasn't unintelligent nor stupid. You know, dumb, unsmart, whatever. And I thought, man, how come that is so different than my actual experience? Because I know how smart I am. How come that's just so different? And I realized it's because it was someone else telling me and treating me like I was stupid, unintelligent. It's not actually true, but I believed it because I'd heard it so many times and got treated that way so many times. You see, that's what she's talking about. Stuff but it was not also yours. because your avatar had autism, which means it had metals. It had alexithymia, which means it had metals. Mm-hmm. So the you on the inside knew you weren't those things, but your avatar was those things. Uh, that's a good point. That's what I'm trying to get <laughs> okay. across. Right, okay. Well, so in other words, what she's saying is your physical avatar may have things because of your natal astrology chart that... Uh, you didn't, that, that you aren't actually are on the inside. Your physical body, what she's saying is because I had alexithymia and autism, I appeared stupid and unintelligent. Right. And, and I remember people treating me that way. I'm like, I'm not unintelligent. I don't even think I'm particularly slow. But what it was is their own issues made, they were interpreting me through their own issues. But... Her whole point is, because of the autism and exothymia, that's how I appeared. Right. Yet, on the inside, I wasn't that way at all. And notice, he said, appeared, because this is an illusion. Well... And if you can remember that you are not your body, but you are in the body, and you want to take care of your body, but the things that the body has isn't necessarily you, and it's definitely not your fault. Mm -hmm. It's just what... 
what is present at this moment in this game. Right. And so, you know, I, well, that's a, that's a good point. You don't know what the obstacles are on, on any level of a video game until you get there, right? Right. And since you don't, you just have to jump in and play and do your best. And you just keep going. And, you know, at least you get quite a few, you get a few lives, three, four, five lives. And you have a chance to get more as you work through the level, so to speak. So our lives are really just like levels in a video game. You don't know what's, you don't know what the obstacles are. You don't know what the monsters are. But you just come in and play the best you can. And Well, then there's the case that people have done the same life over and over again. So deja vu. Well, uh-huh. you know, there's all this these interesting thoughts around that. Right, right. Which we could go into yeah, unless but... we want to draw this out. <laughs> we'll save that. Right. But uh, uh, but the whole point is you, and I think it might be good, it depends on what you think or what other information you get, but I think this podcast is a closed mind is not open for business. Because ultimately, <clears throat> and we've talked about this before, even though we've talked more around it than as specific as we did today, but you have to change your thinking to change your life. Uh, some of you may know of Wayne Dyer. He had a saying that he was fond of called uh, change the way you look at things and the things you look at change. That's really true. Although I wouldn't say that it's quite so easy to change thinking like that. Uh, it may be in some things that you don't have lots of beliefs and emotions around, sure. But things... But but concepts and ideas that you have a lot of emotion and a lot of belief around, it's it's not so easy to go, well, I choose to think about this differently. It's not. Because those are things that you're going to have to release the emotions and the beliefs and the traumas and the energetics around before they'll change. But something this simple, as an interesting experiment, okay. something you do every day, like brush your teeth, Use your other hand. <clears throat> okay, right. That'll give you a different perspective. That'll give you a different perspective. Uh, you're changing the way you look at things. And so in this case, you know, I mean, it's like me writing with my left hand. I don't do it. You know, if I did, it would give me a perspective. Oh, this is crappy writing. But not because of me. You know, I heard something. I was watching an MIT lecture. And this is very interesting. And I think everybody needs to take this to heart. The, the professor, it was a computer science uh, and programming course. Uh, it was the introductory course for, for majors. And the professor, he said, you don't need to feel inadequate when all you are is just inexperienced. Think about that for a minute. Michelle and I talked about that after I, after I saw that. And his point was that... There's no reason to feel stupid just because you can't do something. And and stupid being dumb, idiotic, not thoughtful, lacking a brain, whatever you want to call it. <clears throat> I think even deeper than that is this. In this life, because you don't know what's coming along, you are always going to be inexperienced. And... Unless you're one of those people who tries to hole up into uh, their past, yet still change is still going to come get you. <laughs> no matter you, if you hold up, even if you hold up into your past and try to 
and try to wall out reality. Because you have a natal chart, and astrology is gonna it's gonna catch you. up with you. Yeah, it will ping. Uh-huh. It will it, it will it will come find you. And so, but his whole thing, I think his whole point, or my point anyway, is that everything in this life is going to be brand new unless you remember living this life over again previously. Everything in this life is going to be brand new. So there's no reason to feel like, oh, I'm an idiot or I'm a dummy or whatever else. You just got to know you're just a beginner at it all. Uh, there's a, I think it's a Zen Buddhist or Buddhist concept of beginner's mind. And <clears throat> Steve Jobs talked about it. In fact, Michelle and I have talked about it. You, it's, it's just you getting into a subject and banging around until you figure it out. But you know what that's really called? Play. I had to look that up the other day. Yeah. Play and learning are pretty much the same thing. Learning is more structured. Yeah. Play is less structured. But the thing is, Richard Feynman, what won him a Nobel Prize in physics, as he said, was him playing around with plates in a cafeteria at Princeton, I think it was Princeton University, either that or the Institute for Advanced Studies, which pretty much is Princeton. Uh, so Princeton. Uh, uh, he was playing around with plates. He was, he was a juggler. And so he was juggling these china plates in the cafeteria. And uh, he was just playing around. And he was wondering why it appeared that the outer, that the, there was a, a gold uh, decoration on the inside of the rim of the plate. And he wondered why it seemed to be moving f- slower than the inside center of the plate. And he said, when I sat down and started doing the mathematics of that, he said, I got so intrigued that I wound up every day in the cafeteria juggling plates. He said, I broke a few. Of course, I paid for them. But the fact that they let me do it says a lot, too, he said. (laughs) I haven't heard that story. And uh, 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 it's in that book, Creators on Creating. Oh, okay. We may still have somewhere. But, uh, uh, But he said that, he said that, Subject is what actually won him the Nobel Prize in physics. Why one part of a of a rotating plate seemed to move slower than another part of a rotating plate, and he was just playing around. So beginners, this life really is just playing around. Well, play it's actually puts you directly in line with your inner self. So what you're saying is it aligns you, it detaches you from all of the well, as Mike Dooley calls it, cursed hows. Yeah. And you're just there. You're just doing, sitting there. You're just doing the... Yeah, just, without any thought. You're just yeah. being. Yes. <clears throat> That's a word that I really hate, being, because what the does it mean? Yeah, it, it's, it has so many... Uh, uh, it, it has so many connotations, it's lost all meaning. But there is no word for what that is. Being is the closest word that... Yeah, yeah, we could probably come up with something. But, I mean, you know, if you think about it, you're just being, you're just sitting there experiencing. Yeah. Yeah. And no judging. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're not judging what you do. You're not judging what you don't do. You're just sitting there experiencing. And, you know, and that's where you're into, where you can hear your intuition. That's what I'm saying. That's mm-hmm. when you're plugged in. Right. So, you know, and which is probably why people want you to meditate. But for me, I just have the ability of just sinking back into my head and, and sooner or later I get an answer, you know. But that's the thing. If you feel like you're stuck in life, 
if you feel like your life is not going down the trajectory that you want it to go, then you're going to need to start being open to different avenues of thinking. Because as scientifically mind-bent as I was, uh, back in 2008 and 2009 when Michelle started this, uh, <clears throat> while I didn't think it was complete BS, uh, it was hard for me to, to even believe that it might work because it seemed to be so unscientific. You know what I realized? The Seth thing that you had me yeah. read? Yeah. Science, truthfully, has a big fear. What if there's something out there that we can't, can't explain? And if we can't explain it, does that make all the work that we've done meaningless? That is a big fear that science has. Now, I get it. You know, Richard Dawkins and, and others like that, and, and I like Richard Dawkins, don't get me wrong, you know, they, they tend to think that there's nothing that we can't discover. I think there is something that we can't discover ourselves. Only because we're not looking at ourselves. Yeah. That's the only reason you can't discover something is because you're not looking at, at yourself. But you have to change how. You would you not believe how much you will learn mm -hmm. when you finally go in. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The you know, I like the fact that Star Trek talks about space as the final frontier. And it's vast. It really is. But truthfully, even more vast it's the inner is world. the inner world. Because you never know what you're going to find. Just like what I found the other day. I think it was yesterday at work. Or, no, it couldn't have been yesterday because it was off. But Wednesday, you know, realizing that I was trying to protect other people from people like me. Because somewhere somebody told me that I was, or I started to believe that I was predatory and, and intentionally hurt people, you know. <clears throat> and so that's some forgiveness that I have to work on. But I have so many tools in this toolbox now. My toolbox now for, for healing is about as big or bigger than my computer toolbox. <laughs> and my computer toolbox is even bigger than the toolbox I have to work on the car. <laughs> if that gives you an idea. So, anyway. Well, uh, you? Anything else? I hate when you do that. Okay. You put, put, you like, you the put this like, <gasps> no, you have this ending in your voice and then I'm like, it shuts off. Well, it doesn't have to. You can pick it right back up. You can just go, eh, screech, you know, like a car come to all. I think it's long enough. Well, so the point is, it's not your fault that you don't love yourself. No, it is. You can get out of closed-mindedness. Mm -hmm. And you can also get out of your astrology and your avatar. That doesn't work the way you want it to. And the ways to do that is you can get a reading from me. There are now tools that I have on the website. You don't mm -hmm. even need me if you don't want me. You can use those <clears throat> tools on the website. You can. But uh, at some point, you're going to have areas you won't know to go. So when that happens, <clears throat> come uh, to me. We all do. We all have blind spots that we can't see. And Michelle... Her connection with herself and Philip, believe me, it can get the answers you need. It can get the answers that you don't realize you need but need. It has happened to us. Yes. <laughs> so, so seriously, uh, you know, come to Michelle for a reading. 
come to Michelle for an initial reading so you know where to start because we didn't know where to start. We well, just and we also have the option of coaching. Well, but see, that's the best way because <clears throat> between the two of us, you'll get our wisdom put together with your wisdom and you'll be like, ooh, and then you'll see and you'll actually be excited. Yeah. Because yeah. you'll you'll be like, oh, I can actually do this now because I know people who have done it before. Yeah. You know? And that's the whole reason that we're doing this is because we've done this. We just are out here trying to show the rest of you how to do it. It's pretty cool. Yeah, it really is. Because 10 years ago, my life was freaking miserable. And so was hers. And... You know, she started a year and a half earlier than me. Finally, I was like, okay, finally, I'll get on the, I'll get on the train. So I did, you know. But I didn't want to be left behind because I like her so much. Uh, but at the same time, uh, I knew my life wasn't going anywhere. I was out of work. I was autistic. No matter what I did, I couldn't find a job. So I had to volunteer for about nine months before I finally got a paying position at the Atlanta Zoo. Then I only had it for three weeks because then we moved. Or no, they actually, because I was such an honest person, I told them, well, guys, I'm going to be moving such and such a day. And they're like, okay, that's fine. You won't be here after three weeks. They cut me off. Had I not told them that, I could have continued working. Yeah, we <laughs> had a lot of problems with our avatars before. <laughs> yeah, and, and I'm telling you, uh, uh, now, now, Whatever we want, we just get, you know, because we've learned that partly it's our astrology, but you change your astrology. I didn't do all this work to be literally predetermined to go to hell, so to speak, you know, and, and, and I'm glad that I'm not, I can, uh, I can actually change my circumstances and God knows I've done it a bunch of times and so has Michelle. So you can too. Yeah. Yep. Well, guys, anything other thing you want to add to? Our website is 12thlightuniversity.com. That uh -huh. is 12thlightuniversity.com, and you uh -huh. can contact us there. If you are like, whoa, he healed autism, you can go to Heal Your Autism on Facebook. Lots of social media sites. Well, that too. <laughs> yeah. And... Um, we also have a page on our website called Heal Your Autism. Yeah. And we've got a couple books. One on how we did, how Mark healed, and one about autism. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and, and, but then uh, Michelle has all kinds of free uh, resources uh, on the 12th Light University uh, website. Uh, the different healing channels, how to use them, uh, that kind of stuff. Plus and the store. And it's really exciting. A new a new channel has come online. It's it's actually new and improved. The Gratitude Joy Love Reactor has been massively expanded by putting some of the other channels together. So it is working really fast. I can't believe it. It's really exciting how much more my body has healed since it has come online just the last couple days. And... Um, that's supposed to come on completely for everyone on December 7th. He has everything tied to astrology somehow. <clears throat> yeah, somehow. So. so, 
Well, that is Mark, that is me, and Fry over there in the office chair. He was he was just listening. Yeah, he was. So. Well, with both eyes closed. With both eyes closed, yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. We'll see you next time. Right, bye-bye.